Is someone you love in a relationship with somebody who tells the same joke over and over? Somebody who has the audacity to starfish the bed? Now, be honest. Is that somebody you? Look, me and these nose relationships aren't perfect. That's why they're celebrating imperfectly perfect matches with their new Valentine's Day collection. Starting now and for a limited time only, new MeUndies customers get 25% off matching pairs and free shipping. Express your one-of-a-kind relationship when you match your bottom half to your better half in fun, limited-edition prints. If you're single, mingle in matching pairs with your friends or fam. You can even get dog hoodies or buddy bands to match your four-legged BFF. Be sure to check out all of MeUndies' sustainably soft undies, socks, bralettes, loungewear, and more available in sizes extra small to 4XL. Get 25% off your first order of matching pairs, plus free shipping, at MeUndies.com slash VDay25. That's MeUndies.com slash VDay25. DoorDash helps you make cash fast. All you need is your bike and a smartphone. The sign-up process is super quick and easy. Now you get to choose your own hours and be your own boss. And best of all, you get to keep 100% of your tips. Download the DoorDash driver app today to get started. The kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. You have tuned in to Kingdom Encounter with Glenn Blakeney. Connect with us for powerful, life-changing teaching and guest interviews that will inspire you with hope and equip you with the knowledge and skills needed to fulfill your destiny in the kingdom of God. Now, here is Glenn Blakeney. Everybody, my name is Glenn Blakeney. I'm so glad that you have tuned in today. And this is going to be a powerful broadcast. I know you're going to be encouraged you're going to be inspired, and you're going to be challenged. We're going to be talking about hearing the voice of God with my guest, Dr. Michael Maiden. He's written a powerful book. I'm sure many of you have already read it. It's his newest book. It's called What is Heaven Saying? What is Heaven Saying? And I uh, just want to read an excerpt here. It says, God's prophetic voice is our only hope. As Christians, if we're not careful, we can allow our culture or circumstances to influence our perspective of reality rather than relying on the voice of God. As we live in the last days, it's crucial that we learn to listen to the Holy Spirit and speak forth his words. Wow, powerful and so true. We're so glad that you have tuned in tonight. Hey, guys, go ahead and let us know where you're watching from. And please, would you just hit the share button and other, so other people can uh, be blessed by this broadcast uh, wherever you are in the world. It's so important that we do this. We appreciate your comments throughout the broadcast. That helps just generate the algorithm as well so it can be disseminated to more people. Well, you know, the scripture talks about the last days in Acts chapter 2. And one of the powerful things that um, Peter says under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that will mark the last days is the prophetic. And we read in Acts chapter 2, verse 17, and in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. So this is really quite normal for new covenant believers to hear the voice of God, to have dreams, um, to have experienced visions. This is part of our right and our inheritance 
as new covenant believers in Yeshua, in Jesus Christ. And in this time in which we live, this crazy season that is marked by so much um, just diverse circumstances, the the turmoil that is happening in our world, um, particularly with COVID-19 and and so on. And it really, things have changed in terms of how we've had to learn to adapt and do ministry in different ways, particularly in certain parts of the world. Well, guys, it's important that during this time that we don't go off on a tangent and just say what we want to say or what we feel out of our emotions or what we perceive even from our natural senses. It's so critical at this time that we hear the voice of God, that we are led by the Holy Spirit. And so we can have the wrong report, right? I, I think of the story of Lazarus when he died. And of course, they said, Lazarus is dead. And Jesus said, no, he's not dead. He's only sleeping. So whose report will we believe? Will we believe the report of heaven? Or are we going to walk in our flesh and by, you know, our natural senses? And I, I love what it says in the book of Jude. It talks about those who are sensual, he says, having not the spirit. In other words, they simply react to the, the things that happen around them, their circumstances in the world. They react according to their senses. But we are to be different as God's people. We are to respond according to the Holy Spirit. And so I want to introduce my guest tonight is Dr. Michael Maiden. He resides in Phoenix, Arizona, and pastors a wonderful church called Church for the Nations. He is a prophetic voice to this generation. He's ministered all over the globe, has a powerful gift, and he just oozes the love and the compassion of Jesus. I, I love whenever he shares because hope is just released. He is a man of faith. He's a man of hope. And I know you're going to be encouraged as you listen to this broadcast today. So thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. And if you haven't done so yet, go ahead and hit the share button so others can uh, benefit from this broadcast as well. Dr. Maiden, thank you so much for being uh, our guest. And I'm so encouraged to have you back. It's been over a year. I had you on one time and, and it was right in the beginning of COVID-19. And we're certainly in a different season. I think a lot of people never thought that COVID-19 would be around this long. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so we're, we're in a, an interesting time still. But I know that you are a man who, uh, as I've already mentioned in the introduction, you, you don't react to what's going on around you. You try to respond, hear the voice of God, and live your life out of that. So what is the Lord saying? That's, that's a big question, I know, but let me just throw that out to you in the beginning. What, what is going on in the world right now, and, and what has the Lord been saying to you? Well, thank you, Pastor Glenn. It's an honor to be with you again. And I especially enjoy time with you because you are uh, beautifully uh, advanced in kingdom understanding. And, and in this season, we have a lot of church experts that don't know how to facilitate, you know, a, a direction forward because they haven't really been kingdom orientated yet. Mm. And so the way that you think about life, the world, the church and ministry it's so kingdom-minded. It is really so needed now. So for such a time as this, God's brought you to the kingdom because mm -hmm. people are going to need to learn how the kingdom of God works 
because the kingdom of God is the most successful and the most fulfilling realm of, of existence for anyone to live in. And uh, so thank you for inviting me. It's great seeing you. You, you know, um, we want to become experts on what heaven's doing, not what hell's doing. Yeah. And we've been uh, the last year and a half, there's been um, a punishing amount of information. Really, it's psychological warfare yeah. when every realm of news. So there's no part of a culture that's not pouring out kind of negative images, negative words, negative kind of threatening, intimidating and fearful uh, promises and, and, you know, predictions. So people are suffering because they've been in, in this intense warfare, not just because of a disease, but because of the psychology and the, 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 the pouring out of fear, because uh, um, it's just horrible what's happened. So as believers, we want to make sure that we're getting that we're seeing heaven's headlines yeah. that, that we're that we're a part of because it's it's I really believe in this season, Pastor Glenn, that the prophetic and hearing God's voice is no longer kind of a a a nice little extra blessing that you occasionally get. It is a ne- wow. necessary component for the survival of the believer. So people are going to have to see in the dark. They're going to have to hear God's voice. They're going to have to become uh, um, advanced in that because because when you really look around at the world, you know, who can you trust? Who's your court? Even in science, medicine, and media, there are so many different viewpoints and so much misinformation. So the Holy Spirit elevates us to a different realm. In Ezekiel 37 it's, it's, it's one of my favorite uh, stories about prophetic uh, engagement because the Lord took Ezekiel on a field trip and he took him to a valley filled with, filled with thousands and thousands of dry bones of soldiers that had died there. And there was two observations. There was, there was first the, kind of the overview that the Lord took him closer and he saw two things. He saw the quantity, there was very many, and then the quality, they were very dry. And the phrase very dry is the the Hebrew word yabesh, and yabesh means to be confused, ashamed, or disappointed. Mm-hmm. And what a description of 2021 when people are confused, disappointed, and fighting shame. Yeah. So that's really spiritual warfare. That's really a an avalanche of hellish assault against the minds and souls of mankind, even children. And there's there's no safe place on the planet. Everyone's enduring this hostility and this battle. And the Lord said to him, uh, after he, he showed him how bad things were, just so he could show them how good he was going to make it. Yeah. And if the church doesn't make that leap, so if we only study and evaluate and discern how bad things are, we are going to be people that are unhappy and are hopeless. Because the world can do those same things. Right. We have a different kingdom that we belong to. We have a different spirit that fills us, not the spirit of the world, the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit Amen. of heaven. And so the Lord said to Ezekiel, can these bones live? And, and the Lord's looking across the church to, to see if he can find faith anywhere. If he yes. can find people that will stand up and believe 
that revival is coming, that a great awakening is coming, that nations are going to be shaken and touched with the gospel and the kingdom of God. That there's coming not just a revival, but a reformation of souls and of culture. And that the way the Lord proceeded with Ezekiel was, here's what I want you to do. I want you to begin to prophesy. I want you to begin to say over this dead thing, these dry things, these uh, disappointment and shame and confusion. I want you to start hammering them with with prophetic words. And he began to prophesy. And there was a movement and rattling and a, a coming together. And finally, breath came and there was a great army raised up. And the Lord gave Ezekiel, it was really a promise of God restoring the nation of Israel in a season like he did in 1948. But for us as believers, it's a continuing promise that when God gives us a prophetic word, there's nothing so dead that can't, he can't resurrect it. There's nothing so broken he can't heal it. There's nothing you know, so dysfunctional he can't repair it. And so the people of God, we have to become now really um, advanced and aggressive and expert in the realm of declaring God's voice, declaring God's word into the dry bones of this, uh, you know, hectic and confusing time in, in history, because God has some things in mind he would like to do, and he needs partners to do them with. He needs people that will speak his word, believe his promises, stand in faith, and really unleash heaven, unleash the, the, the devil's released a wind around the world that's made the world afraid and sick. And God's ready to release a heavenly wind around the world to bring a great awakening and really a, a renaissance and reformation in every part of, of mankind's existence. That's awesome. Yeah, it's so and it's so important, as you said, you know, there's uh, the the reports that we hear from the media and and uh all over, uh, really just give the perspective of what things are, are the way they see and perceive things on the earth. But we, we see this reality where so, so many times where, you know, I, I just alluded in the introduction to the story of Lazarus and how everyone said Lazarus is dead and, and it was hopeless. And, and I think about, um, you know, Jairus, Jairus daughter as well, right? Like why yeah. bother the, the teacher, the master? She's dead, right? Yeah. And But when we have heaven's perspective, when we receive revelation from heaven, things um, are very different. And, and that's what we, we need today so desperately. And, you know, one of the things that I, I uh, was just musing on earlier today is the fact that um, my wife and I, Lynn and I, we came to the United States um, earlier this year, in the beginning of the year, and we literally launched out into itinerant ministry again after we had been pastoring for several years. And the interesting thing is, in, in the natural, it's the worst possible time to during COVID-19 to launch out into itinerant ministry. And I had a lot of people tell me, said, Man, I don't know how you guys are going to survive. I hope you have a lot of money in, you know, in the bank. But, um, but one day the Lord spoke to me and he said, he said, if you will step into that anointing that I've called you to walk in, and that anointing will literally procure miracles, signs and wonders. And he said, don't worry, the doors will open and I will take care of you. And the Lord said to me, I will take care of you and not just through people natural means, natural resources. I will take care of you very supernaturally. Mm. So anyway, 
um, I was thinking about that, and and the Lord reminded me of when I was a child, I was healed in a Catherine Kuhlman meeting when I was a young child. And I've always loved that and the anointing and the power that she walked in. And and so I was thinking about that, and I'd been praying like, Lord, I want to see that today in, in my ministry. So anyway, I had just been praying that. I hadn't shared that. I called a friend that I hadn't actually felt prompted to look him up. I didn't even know where he lived. I hadn't talked to him in over 15 years. I connected with him. It just so happened that he now lives in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, where we also live. And, and we reconnected, and we began to talk. And the thing that he said to me, which is so interesting, is he said, Glenn, you've launched out into itinerant ministry again? And I said, well, it's an apostolic thing. God has called us to do this. We've always been doing it, even when we're pastoring, but I just feel released to focus exclusively on this. And he said, well, you the only way you're going to survive this is you have an anointing like Catherine Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> and the very thing that I've been praying about. So the Lord used that to speak to me to say, you know what? Don't listen to what people are saying. Do what I've called you to do. Listen to heaven's voice. And we've stepped out, and uh, Pastor Michael, we've seen incredible blessing on that. And, and I'm only sharing that testimony to encourage everyone that if we will listen for heaven's counsel and be obedient, we, we won't lack. We, we, we can't go wrong. So it's it's a powerful thing. So how are what are you seeing um happening through your ministry. Yeah. Um, thank you for asking. We really had the best year in the history of our church. Wow. Um, really? In, in every possible measuring way. So we, we were the first church to open um, in Phoenix um, against um, the wishes of authorities and everyone else. And I, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to be rebellious. I just, I just want to be obedient to God. And um, so the Lord, you know, we never had, um, you know, dramatic things happen because of that. Negatively, we certainly have seen incredible things happen on the positive uh, side of that. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just humbled and grateful for what God's doing. And um, I think that, you know, Jesus was talking about the last days of a full chapter. He was really just talking about his his um, the, the next three years of history 70 years later and then then now the very last days in, in matthew 24 uh-huh. covers you know prophetic stuff sometimes could cover you know uh, everything from today to a thousand years away so right. uh in, in matthew 25 he he, he leapfrogs into this amazing parable and he talks about 10 virgins so this man had 10 virgins 10 wives here's here comes his wives 10 of them and the Bible gives then there's a division between the versions. They're all called. They're all, you know, perfect in every way, except they've their preparation was different. Uh-huh. So five were wise and five were foolish. And the Bible says that the wise virgins brought with their lamps extra oil. And the unwise virgins brought their lamps, but no extra oil. And when the bridegroom delayed, then there was then a the necessity for oil. And those that had the oil were ready and were invited into the wedding. And those that didn't had to go get oil. Right. And so we're in a time, the, the last days, the division in the church in the last days is about 
the oil of the Holy Spirit, who wow. has it and who doesn't have it. Wow. Because it's a necessity to overcome in this time. So, you know, cute Western Christianity is not going to survive the continuing intensity of this moment. So we have to have, you know, uh, praise God for all the Bible teaching and the great structure, the great church organizations. I'm right. for anybody that preaches Jesus. Right. But when we do all of that, excluding the dynamic, the person, the gifts, and the power of the Holy Spirit, that's not the full gospel. That's not the right. full kingdom. And that doesn't give us the full overcoming authority that, that we have to have in this time in history. Right. So, so if we're getting inferior results, often it's because we are not living in the full potential of our kingdom citizenship and of the Holy Spirit's empowering agency. So every believer has got to be, you know, flowing in the fullness of the Holy Spirit, yeah. filled with the Holy Spirit, praying in their heavenly language, prophesying, hearing God's voice, declaring God's will. And uh, that's for every single believer. And it's really important because that's what the end, end times are going to be about in the church. Yeah. Who has the oil? Who doesn't? Yeah. Yeah. Very, very true. And I, I'm just thinking of uh, Isaiah 60 and how it talks about verse two, behold, darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness, the people, but the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon you. And we're living in that time right now where this bipolar tension, the darkness is getting darker in many ways, deep darkness, but the Lord will arise upon you. And more than ever, the church needs to embrace the glory of God. And, yeah. and, and I'm, I'm so convinced of that. And, and I'm glad to hear that because, you know, what, <laughs> this is a, this is just me being candid. Okay. Um, I, I sometimes used to laugh because I would travel and there were certain churches that are called, you know, glory churches, churches that really believe in the miracles and, and the, mo the moving of the Holy Spirit. And, and they were very small churches in terms of the amount of people. And then, you know, I would go to larger churches and minister or just to attend and worship. And, and I would see that often they really didn't move in the gifts of the Spirit. I think that's changing, but I, I'm, I'm wondering what your take is on that. I mean, if we really have the power of God, which we do, obviously, when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, then what what is it that that's missing, you know, in the church, so to speak, where where we're not seeing the harvest come in the way we we would hope to? You know, Jesus talked about this the unusual dynamic of reaching people that are uninterested and uh, not hungry. So he talked about, I played the flute, but you wouldn't dance. Mm -hmm. I played a scourge. I played a mournful, you know, funeral song, but you wouldn't mourn. And so Jesus talked about that. We use every methodology to try to touch your hearts, but your hearts were untouchable because mm -hmm. you lack spiritual hunger. Uh, and there's one. So, so here's the good thing. So, so last year I had these beautiful prophetic encounters with God, maybe eight or nine of them. And in every one, so that some of them are pretty intense, you know, about, you know, things the enemy was doing, but all of them ended with this, with God showing me this great harvest coming. Uh, and then he showed me that one of the positive results 
worldwide from this intense season would be that hard ground is being softened. Mm. Hard ground is being softened. You know, I've had, the, I guess, really the honor that people have trusted me enough to do their memorial or their funeral. So I've done a couple hundred of those in 43 years of ministry. And when you do a funeral service, a memorial service, there's always a sobriety there, a seriousness. People are somber. And it's not just because of someone they've loved or known that's passed. It's because in those moments, they're thinking about their own mortality. Uh So they come face to face with the reality that if Christ tarries, we're all going to die. And so in that moment, people are more, I would say, open to eternal truth. And so I'm excited because I can see all these things happening. I was in just before COVID. Gosh, it was uh, March of last year. I was in Wellington and uh, 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 ministering. And, you know, um, the, the Lord uh, spoke to me but in a dream. And I rarely have like prophetic dreams, um, but I ha- had a prophetic dream. And in my dream, I was having breakfast with Billy Cram. Huh. And Billy Graham leaned across the table and said, Michael, all the ingredients for revival are in the earth. Uh, and then the night I woke up, man, I was so excited. You know, I, I felt heaven. All the ingredients for revival are in the earth. Uh, so I would say right now, God's mixing those ingredients. Now, some of those ingredients are, are not direct causations from God, but they're the, they're the result of you know, the nation's turning from God. Sure. So yeah. the calamities, the human suffering, injustice, pain, financial pressure. All, so there's so many things, but all these ingredients yeah. are coming together. And it's, it's uh, to me, so exciting because I believe that we're in the first stages. I think we're, we're going to see a global awakening, a global reformation, but it's beginning by a global awakening in the church. So Christians are having to decide about their own faith, their own seriousness. And it's been a good wake up call for the church to take their walk with God, to prioritize it, realizing that in one day, so many, you know, up to 40% of American small businesses have failed. People have gone through so much loss in the last year and a half. The top corporations, there was a transfer of wealth. The billionaires got the richest they've ever been. The rest of the world got the poorer yeah. so they've ever been. So that dichotomy is really a, a conflict. But what's happened is that, like you said, that people are you know fighting hopelessness in the middle of that. So God sends you know prophecies and visions and dreams yeah. to restore our hope, to reveal yeah. His purpose and to manifest his kingdom. So we're, we're in a time when, when, when God's ready to just, just you know, to, to charge us, to, to recharge our batteries, so to speak, because everybody is suffering. Now, I have some degrees in psychology um, from years ago. And, uh, but so, so we've studied men, mental health for as long as we've, you know, recognized the science of psychology, the science of you know, studying mental health. Yeah. So that's many decades, especially the last, um, you know, 60, 50 years seriously. So right. here's what we found out. Normally, worldwide, one out of every four people is going through a battle, okay, depression or high anxiety. So that's just been around forever. So, you know, yeah. 
just count down one, two, three. That's the average. So we're now in a spike where that is now at 90%. So 90% of people are acknowledging they're in high anxiety or facing depression. Many of them facing depression for the first time. So the whole world is being assaulted in their mind. This is this is spiritual warfare. This is psychological warfare. So the, the, the church has such a great opportunity to heal people. The church is a hospital. You and I are, you know, uh, you know, paramedics for Jesus. And so we have such a opportunity to bring the healing work of the cross by the power of the Holy Spirit to this world. And I'm excited about that because I, I, a couple months ago, a few weeks ago, I had a man. Um, I stay and pray for people at, at church as long as it takes. Even though I have a large church, I never race out. I'm always there uh, a couple hours after service, still praying for people. And a man waited a long time, an older man in, in a really nice suit. I can tell you he was a visitor because our church doesn't dress like in suits. You know, we're, we're, more, we're more casual. Right. <laughs> uh, but anyways, he's this old older man, a three-piece suit, a nice tie. He's waited the slime. And uh, I told him, thank you for waiting. And, I, and he said, he told me his name and he said, I've come to give my life to Jesus today. Wow. So he, waited, he waited through a service, waited for like an hour and a half after service and asked me to lead him in a sinner's prayer. Yeah. And I thought about, so here's a successful person, a person I could tell just by his physical appearance had, um, you know, done well in life. But here's a person coming to terms with his mortality. And, right. and, and I think just the pressure of this moment stirred right. inside of him such a desire to get right with God. I believe millions of people are going to show up in church and say, I'm here to get right, right with Jesus. I'm, yeah. I'm here to turn around. Now, the church's job is not to wait for them. Our job is to go find them, you know, sure. go into right. the hedges and the highways and the byways. Right. But I think we're going to see both of those things happen because yeah. God's touching hearts. So I'm like you. I'm very hopeful, very encouraged, even though, you know, some, you know, more things are going to happen that um, that we, we wish we, you know, wouldn't happen, but they're going to happen. And all these things, God's in control. You, you know, the Bible describes this time in history with a great phrase. It's called the day of the Lord. It's not called the day of men. It's not called the day of the Antichrist. It's not called the day, even the day of the church. It's called the day of the Lord. And I believe God's going to step onto the stage of history in such a profound way. When you mentioned Catherine Coleman, I believe that anointing, like what she had, is going to hit millions of Christians. Awesome. Yeah. So that every Christian is praying for the sick. Every yeah. Christian is seeing miracles. Every Christian's yeah. watching uh, the prophetic words flow from their hearts. So I, I'm excited about all that's in God's heart because there's a principle in the Bible that I believe is really true that God will never allow Satan to win by overpowering us. So one of the, one of the verses Romans says where there is, where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. Right. So whatever the enemy is doing, God has a superior antidote, a superior power in, in that engagement. Amen. Yeah. So I believe when you just the scripture you read from Isaiah is so prophetic because I believe that as the devil's kind of opened, belched out of the bowels of hell, Every weapon the Satan's ever used against mankind, all in one generation, I believe the heavens are opening and there's going to be every kind of miraculous anointing and capacity 
restored to the church, unlike any time in history. So this is going to be this 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 conflict between kingdoms, and we have the superior uh, you know weaponry. We have God on our side. All they have is fallen man and the sinful condition and demonic powers. But we have God. So it's very exciting to me what God's going to demonstrate in this hour in, uh, by what he's going to do. For one little example, I'm sorry to get uh, so excited, but no. uh, seven weeks ago, no. I felt led in Sunday morning service to prophesy. Last time when you were at the pump, did you catch yourself thinking, why am I spending all my money on gas? Drive less, save more. Ride Coda. The new transit app makes riding Coda as easy as tap, tap, go. Plus, we'll help you get started with a $4.50 account credit when you download the transit app and set up your Coda account. What are you waiting for? Download the transit app today. Learn more at coda.com slash transit app. That it would rain that week here in Phoenix. So we're in the midst of a prolonged multi-year, decade-long drought kind of situation. Okay. At the beginning of this year, Arizona, 73% of Arizona was in a severe drought, the worst kind of drought, the highest ranking for a drought. So I prophesied, So when I gave that word, 73% of the state's in a drought. Well, it rained three times that week. It's not stopped raining. Within uh-huh. two weeks, we were down to 33% of the state in a severe drought. We're now less than 9% of the state in a severe drought. We've gone from 73% percent in just six weeks. Right. Everything can change in one day with God. One word can change everything. One prayer can change everything. One act of obedience can change everything. God can change weather patterns. God can change anything. He can change governments. I just sent a word uh, uh, yesterday to California, to my friends over there, about all kinds of changes, shift, you know, from weather to to governments, all kinds of things. God can change everything so quickly. And so we want to be on that side of it so that we don't get, you know, chronically depressed or hopeless or cynical or that we're, this, that we're so fearful that we're paralyzed from kind of any uh, spiritual activity. We want to overcome all, the, all those things and uh, just hear from God, walk with God, because believe it or not, like you said, the glory of God's going to manifest in the last days more superior than any generation in history. Yeah. Yes. Amen. Absolutely. Yeah. I think what's going on now, I mean, I've I've been contemplating some things the Lord showed me going back even years ago. And uh, the Lord showed me a time of great darkness would be coming. And he also showed me that during that time, there would be uh, exposure of people that really were not in ministry for the right reason. Mm -hmm. And, and that's happening now as well. Yeah. But he showed me that in the midst of all of this, there was going to be um, really a, a, just an igniting of passion for God and, and a restoration in terms of bringing the church back to the New Testament foundations and, and seeing the glory of God released with power and miracles, signs and wonders. Like you said, millions of believers operating in that anointing and going back to Ezekiel 37, I've been preaching out of that chapter recently and the Lord um, has, has this perspective. He gave me a little bit more from an apostolic perspective, but essentially what the Lord showed me is that he's bringing together a body mm-hmm. and you know, the, the bones, as you mentioned, the quality the, and the quantity, quantity, many, the quality, very dry, 
But the bones were scattered and disconnected. And I really believe that God is bringing together his body in this season. There's such an amazing um, work of, of just connecting and, and, and unity that's taking place among those who really have the heart of Jesus. It's wonderful. And so I, I really see that as well. And, and I'm encouraged about the future and it's so good uh, when we get into that place where we actually um, hear from heaven and, and from that place, of course, Jesus, he said he did nothing mm. except what he saw his father doing. The son can do nothing of himself, but he only does what he sees his father doing in John five nineteen. So uh, please feel free to comment on that. But I definitely want to also mention your book, um, I think everyone needs to read your book. I'm just going to throw it up for a, a moment on the screen here. It's called What is Heaven Saying by Dr. Michael Maiden. And you can go to michaelmaiden.org. It's on Amazon as well. But guys, this is an awesome book. And I really want to encourage you guys to get this book, read it. It is so full of revelation and it's also so encouraging and, and hope inspiring. Um, Dr. Dr. Michael um, please just tell us uh, some more about what the Lord is saying to you. We just, we just want to hear from heaven. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for your kindness about the book. <clears throat> I, I, I was in Rome, Italy a, a few years ago with a group of pastors and we were meeting together talking about you know, uh, church history and current events and other things. And um, I said something that it really struck me as, anointed when I said it. So every now and then I say things that bless myself. I said, <laughs> the church prays for revival, but Jesus prayed for unity. Ah. Maybe if we give Jesus what he wants, unity, he'll give us what we want, revival. Wow. And I do think, I think that God has really positioned you, Pastor Glenn, as a apostolic uniter and as a bridge builder to help um, even put different streams together. So I, I think there's a uniqueness about your experience that you've been in so many uh, you know, camps, so many of the tribes of Israel you're familiar with, <clears throat> because the Lord, the Lord, um, unity is a requirement before revival. Mm -hmm. So we, we can't get there on our own. And uh, that's a really, really important thing. What, it, it, we have a, a few campuses around the state of Arizona. We have a great okay. church in Flagstaff. And it's a, a great little mountain community, not real big, but just a lovely town, university town. And our pastor there, Daniel, started a group of, uh, you know, a, a church group. Now it's up to over 30 churches in a small town, 30 churches united together, praying together. They swapped pulpits the other day. They're really wow. integrating and they're doing humanitarian works. They have, they've had a a wild year of first fires and then floods. And so they've been active and helping neighborhoods and families. And I think Flagstaff is going to have a great breakthrough because God's always wanted to do that. But one of the precursors, one of the necessary components that the church must add to the revival mix is unity. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm just so excited about that. Yeah. And Daniel shared a great story. I think you like this story. He was asked by another pastor to go pray for a young suicidal Native American, and he was with an evangelical pastor of a uh, of a large church. They were together in the car, so they went together 
to go yeah. pray for this young man who was in a, a crisis. And so they're praying for him. And, and Daniel says he felt the Holy Spirit say, pray, pray in tongues. So he started praying in tongues in his mind because he's with this reformed pastor. You know, he's with he's with someone who's not really uh, experiencing or even believes in that gift. And the Holy Spirit, no, I said, pray out loud. So he wow. started praying out loud. He's got a suicidal Native American and a and a and a evangelical non-spirit-filled evangelical pastor. So he started praying, and this this young Native American man just began to weep and weep and weep. And he finally said, "You were speaking in a the perfect dialect of an ancient, um, antiquated Hopi language that my grandparents taught me." Wow! And Come on. A sign for that young man that delivered him from depression and suicide. I mean, rocked his world, but also a sign to the unbelieving Christian leader that, you know, that that's probably preached a hundred times why speaking in tongues isn't for today, that kind yeah. of stuff from his pulpit, when he actually saw that sign and wonder. It's amazing yeah. what what experiencing one supernatural sign can change your theology. It can, wow. it can lead people to Christ and lead people into the Holy Spirit that are maybe reluctant to have it. I've seen it happen thousands of times prophetically. So when, when I've been engaged with a situation that um, that I, I, I could have never won the battle by argument or by a, you know, by a discussion or by a theological discourse, but by the gifts of the Holy Spirit, something was released that just broke all those walls down. And so we have the supernatural advantage, the X factor, the Holy Spirit of heaven, who will help us both as parents right now and help our marriages, our children, our grandchildren, our businesses, our health, our churches, everything we're engaged in, in life, the Holy Spirit can help us maximize the kingdom potential there. And really, uh, uh, fulfill the purposes of God. I was driving home from church a few months ago um, after taping all day. And I was just, you know, in a great, happy mood. And by myself, driving up Central Avenue, the, the, the street our church is on. And I'm stopped at the light at, at the cross street called Dunlap. And I just stopped there. And, and uh, I'm, I'm the first person to the light. And uh, just, I was listening to, you know, just some soft music. I was praying gently in tongues under just, just. You know, just beautiful kind of uh, edifying tongues. And I heard a voice say to me, like they were in the chair next to me. I was by myself. I heard a voice say, when the light turns green, don't go. Wow. Okay. So I sat there and I said, okay. So the light turned green. And next to me came a van. So I couldn't see cross traffic coming, at least from west to east. I sat there. I, you know, I, I sat there for at least four, possibly five or six seconds. The light's green and I'm not going. About five seconds into me sitting there, a large utility truck that was hauling 30-foot wooden power poles ran that light about 40, maybe 50 miles an hour. And I would have been right in the middle of the intersection. Wow. Had I not listened to my little two-door car, I would have been you know, injured, most likely killed. So the Holy Spirit will keep us alive. Yeah. The Holy Spirit will protect wow. us from every assault of the enemy. There are so much, so many advantages to the Holy Spirit's work in our life, and so we want to get better at that because we. This is a time when it's a necessity for our not just survival, 
but for our, us accomplishing the fruitful destinies that God's called us to as his people. Yeah. Oh, wow. So powerful. I was thinking of Acts chapter 8, verse 6, when Philip went to Samaria, and it says the people in one accord heeded the things he said, hearing and seeing the miracles he did. And then talks yeah. about, the, you know, the people that were delivered and, and uh, crippled walking and so on. It says there was great joy in that city. But we need that today more than ever, I believe, in history. And, and I've always advocated for that um, powerful, you know, the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. It's not declaration only, but in demonstration yeah. of the spirit and power. And we need that more than ever. And I just want to say to those who are listening or watching this broadcast, whatever platform you're, you're, um, you know, on right now is the baptism with the Holy spirit is so important guys. Jesus said in Luke 24, 49 to his disciples, don't go and preach to the nations yet, even though he'd already given them a commission until you are endued or clothed with power from on high. And we need that power, Acts 1-8, to be witnesses unto him. And it's the person of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And when he comes in us, you know, some camps are, have talked about the importance of speaking in tongues as the initial physical evidence. And we believe in that, certainly. But there's much more than just speaking in tongues. Mm -hmm. um, so, Pastor Michael, in terms of what you are seeing at your church, this is just a question uh, that I have is like, you have a big church. Um, what's happening with your people? I mean, you've got this infectious uh, passion to see the kingdom go forth and reach people. And how's that impacted your church in terms of seeing the people there rise up and be engaged and yeah, thank you for asking, Pastor Glenn. I'm, I'm humbled and grateful that God is allowing me the privilege of serving his church. There's no greater vocation on the earth than, than serving his bride. And uh, yeah. to be trusted for 43 years to do that is just wow. um, such a, a humbling honor. And I'm even more humbled and honored by what's happening in the, in the church. So good things are happening. God is moving. Miracles are happening. We see miracles all the time because miracles are part of the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. And I think we're seeing a escalation in the frequency of miracles. So instead of happening every few months or what, so, so now we're seeing them happening every week, every day, we're seeing really um, actual miracles, people that go to the doctors, the doctors confirm some kind of healing from cancer and some kind of recovery from this or that. And also mental miracles, family miracles, financial miracles, just endless. Yeah. A girl in our church had a had a hundred thousand ninety nine thousand dollar debt forgiven this week, and so those kinds of miracles are just as impactful in people's lives. Wow. So I'm, I'm um, you know, I feel like my job is just not to get in the way of what the Lord's doing. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. so my job is not to stop what heaven started, not right. to quench what the Holy Spirit is releasing. Yes. So, just to recognize it, not to try to control it. Just let the Holy Spirit move, yeah. let him touch. And so many, you know, we do church in nine languages. We have a hundred nationalities in our church. Wow. We, okay. We have a multi-generational church. Half of our church is under 40, half of it over 40. Hmm. Um, some just real rarities. And I'm just humbled about it all. 
And uh, but I'm excited because I think it's just the beginning of things God's up to and God's doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm hungry for more. So I've, I've seen great things, but I'm with you. So I study history, church history and revival history. Mm-hmm. And I believe that. So we we are not in a full fledged revival, although I carry like you carry a revival spirit. I carry a revival spirit and to initiate kingdom fire wherever I go. Mm-hmm. But um, we are. Um, we are due a great move of God. So it's been 50 years from the last really substantial move in the States. We, mm. in, in the uh, late 60s and early 70s, there was the charismatic renewal yeah. and the Jesus people revival. Yeah. That's really the last big uh, waves that, that hit our country. Right. So something big is coming. And I'm so, I think it's going to be different. So I'm with you on the, I I think it's going to be really kingdom orientated. Hmm. I think the Lord's really been preparing leaders like yourself to really step forward in this hour to be able to disciple people in the full understanding of kingdom principle, power, and purpose. And I think that you're uniquely kind of uh, are prepared and equipped for that. So I think that God, I, so I, I'm really excited about what's about to happening. I've had a foretaste. So we're having a little mini revival, but I want so much more. I want the kind of revival that brings the reformations of the culture yeah. that, that we see countless miracles that every believer is equipped in the full agency of Holy spirit gifts, but also of heavenly purpose and calling for their own lives and I think we're heading into that, that the glorious church will arise. Like you said, the glory of the Lord, the darkness will fill the earth, but the Lord will shine upon you. His glory seen upon you. So yeah. God's right. going to outshine the enemy. The enemy is doing some, you know, some amazing things, yeah. but God's going to do even greater things and, and really tip the scales. Isaiah 61, 7 says, for all your shame, I'll give you double honor. In the land of possess double. God says, whatever's happened negatively, I'm going to double up good on it. I'm going to outdo it. And I think we're in that season. I just want to encourage people that have experienced loss and pain and suffering that have maybe financial or business or family issues. The Bible says in Joel 2.25 that God will restore the years to us. And I just declare over your life that you're going to come into a season of supernatural restoration in family matters, and unfinished family business, destiny, calling, and relationships, in your yeah. own walk, in your own uh, uh, world, your own business, your own ministry, your own relationships. There's nothing in your world that God doesn't care about, and there's nothing you've lost that God can't give you something better back. Amen. And that's what encouraged people. That's, that's what happened to me. I lost everything, became clinically depressed was really uh, in a difficult place. God gave me everything back. When I got my heart healthy, my world got healthy. When I overcame depression and started hoping again, when my heart started dreaming again, God started moving again in my world in really supernatural ways. And so in this season, we want to help people come out of kind of the dark cloud of confusion, despair, and really anxiety into the bright light of a prophetic destiny, a prophetic promise of God's heart for them, that our God loves them, he's for them, he's on their side, he's fighting for them, that he has a hope that will change their outlook on life, that he has a love that will drive away their fear, that he has a peace that will protect them from the injury of anxiety and panic and despair and discouragement. 
Amen. So powerful. And, you know, Pastor Michael, I, it's like one of the things that I'm seeing right now, and it's really unprecedented, uh, is there's just this grace that is causing things to happen really without very little or no effort. Like God is just doing it and and we're just trying to catch up with it. And almost every day we turn around and and one of the promises that he's given to us, even years ago, we're starting, it's it's being fulfilled, you know, more and more even. Wonderful. And and I'm really, really excited about that time. And like you said, there God, when God moves and he does things, and then we try to like, okay, Lord, what are you doing here? Help me to comply. And um, I, I really believe we need to to comply with what heaven is is doing in the heavenly standards on the earth. And and the cool thing that I'm also seeing right now, and, and I'd love for you to speak into this, is there seems to be kind of a lot of realignment happening mm. in the body of Christ. I see people that are, like mm. you mentioned, all different backgrounds and mm. and even like people that were like, well, I never believed in miracles, for example, are starting to really step into that. But there's a lot of realignment. I'm, I'm seeing that happen where God's connecting different people together. And um, I, I, I think I know what that's all about, but I'd love to hear your perspective. No, I, I agree with you. I, I think the chess board players are being moved. And, um, you, you know, God thinks in so God, God wants the best possible outcomes so he knows how to organize our lives, our relationships, our ministry associations for those things. And I, I, so I think we are in a kind of a repurposing, a reorganization, a realignment, like you said. That's just that's really the heart of God. In that same chapter in Ezekiel, the Lord said to him, take a, two sticks, put them together and join them. One was yeah. Ephraim, one was Judah. And it's a yeah. picture of you know, the, the fruit of the spirit, the gifts of the spirit working together, maybe also a picture of the different di- kinds of churches working together okay. and that God's bringing that kind of unity. So I'm 100% in agreement that God's bringing the, um, really, I think the American church has functioned without enough apostolic input and uh, covering and authority. So we've had the prophetic here for a while. Right. I think it's the time for the apostolic to really, emerge because that mm-hmm. that fathering spirit is mm-hmm. necessary for the for the healthy development of a generation of sons and daughters so i'm very excited about kind of the next stage for the church what god has next i think um it, it, i would give the american church the last year like a like a, like a d a d plus for how we've handled things we've we've not done well overall Right. But we've, it's been an education. So, uh, so um, up to 40% of American churches have permanently closed their doors. There's been a sifting. Wow. And, you know, that's kind of sad. Some of them probably should have shut. A bunch of them shouldn't have. The, mm-hmm. There's, you know, just discouragement or other kinds of really uh, heavy pressures. Um, yeah. So all kinds of – so there's been – subtract we are in the season of subtraction yeah. and uh, but the cool thing is subtraction is always the season just before multiplication mm. so jesus said if i prune it it's going to bear even more yeah fruit. yeah so, so we're in this god doesn't prune us to punish us he prunes us to promote us uh-huh. 
So I believe that we're in a season where all kinds of things are happening, where, where agendas and every realm of life are being exposed. So there is some ugliness in the church being exposed. Good. We want it exposed. Yeah. In politics, it, it, there's no part of culture where rocks aren't being turned over and we're seeing was, what was underneath it. So that kind of season looks bad, but it's good because God's exposing things that he couldn't deal with until they were out in the sunshine of an integrity and openness. Yeah. Yeah. Powerful. And so true. And what a, what a great um, thought to, to end on really in terms of what God is doing. And I love what you just said. God doesn't prune us to punish us. He prunes us to promote us guys. That's, that's what's going on. The Lord is doing something powerful. And I've been talking about the remnant recently and I, I just, see, you know, the remnant, of course, is what has been preserved. It's a small minority. And there is a minority that is really um, committed to to authentic faith and and has a pure heart, men and women of God who have like the heart of David after God's own heart. And and I see what the Lord is doing in this season. And I'm, I'm excited about that, but the Lord doesn't need a lot of people. And if he needs to lay a fresh foundation so we can build, you know, properly and, and on, a, on the right foundation, then that's so important. So thank you, Pastor Michael. Um, I would love for you just to pray and, and minister, take a few moments if you would, um, please, and, and just share whatever the Lord has put on your heart and you know, we've got a lot of great people that are watching and, and we've got a lot of great comments here. I know that this um, this interview is, is going to be listened to by many people throughout the world. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Yeah. My guest has been Dr. Michael Maiden, um, Church for the Nations in Phoenix, Arizona. You can check out his website. It's on the screen as well, michaelmaiden.org. And again, we want to encourage you to get his book, What is Heaven Saying? It's a great book. But Pastor Michael, would you please just uh, take some time before we, we finish this broadcast and just minister? Yeah. Thank you, Pastor. Dan. Thank you for this time together. It's an honor to be with you and really appreciate all you've done your whole life to serve Jesus and build his kingdom. I pray for you, my friend. Thank you for watching tonight. It's not an accident that you've tuned in either to a live broadcast or the future replay, replaying of this, I pray that the Lord would strengthen your heart, that you would know God is for you, that you would know that in this season, God has the antidote of spiritual grace, spiritual strength, spiritual refreshing that will build you up again. I pray for anyone that's battling anxiety, fear, or depression, or if you've been in a long-term discouragement, in the name of Jesus, I speak hope to you. God healed me from depression. God raised me up from a serious suicidal manic condition, and he can do the same for you. There is no person listening that's beyond the touch of heaven's grace, God's power, and the Holy Spirit's healing. And I speak life to you and hope to you. This is your season to dream again. You know your heart's healthy when it dreams again. And you're going to find your dreams coming back. God's going to start talking to you. A spiritual dream really is when God touches our imagination 
by the Holy Spirit and talks to us about the future. When God can talk to you about the future, you were made for the future your family was designed for and the things that are in his heart. I pray for your dream machine, your heart to come back uh, more active than ever. I pray for God's deliverance in your family. God brought my son off of drugs for seven years, delivered him. He's a mighty man of God. Now I pray for every backslidden child or relative in your family to be saved, that God would restore your hope and just knowing that God's going to do that. I pray for your physical health in the name of Jesus. We talked about miracles, Pastor Glenn and I. We serve a miracle-working God who said that healing is our inheritance in Christ. So by the name of Jesus Christ, I speak healing over your life. I pray that you would see If you've experienced great losses, there's a verse in Job 42, verse 10, and it says, And God turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Indeed, the Lord gave him twice as much as he had lost. God's done it in my life. I believe he can do it in your life. That that no matter what is walked out, heaven's able to make other things walk in don't stop believing what God can do in this season. Don't stop trusting God. I pray that you would have peace. If you've been battling sleeplessness or anxiety, I just speak peace over your heart, my dear friend, in Jesus' name. Lastly, I declare that you are so loved. The Bible says the heavenly antidote for fear is love. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear hath torment. He that fears is not made perfect in love. That's from the fourth chapter of 1 John. And I declare over your life an avalanche of the revelation of God's love for you. You are so loved. Nothing can separate you from the love of God demonstrated in Christ Jesus. God's love is going to win the day. God's love is going to drive away your fear. God's love is going to restore your identity as a child of God, as a king and a priest, as a beloved child of God. Thank you for watching us today. I pray God's blessing upon you. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, Amen. Amen. Wow, powerful. Thank you. Well, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to this broadcast. This has been an incredible time of sharing. I want to encourage you just to share this broadcast with your friends and others. And my guest has been Dr. Michael Maiden. We've already mentioned the book, but again, I just want to encourage you to check it out. It's, it's a great book. I know you're going to be blessed by watching it. I'm going to put it up on the screen one more time. It's called What is Heaven Saying? And uh, it's a great book on the prophetic, hearing the voice of God. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Michael, for being with us here on what we're, we call it the Kingdom Encounter Broadcast. Mm. And it's all about people encountering God's kingdom. And in the kingdom, everything we need, everything we need is in God's kingdom. So bless you guys. Thanks for tuning in. If you have not yet connected with us on our kingdom community, just head over to awakenations.org forward slash community. Sign up for our uh, training modules that we're doing. We have hundreds of people around the globe. It's once a month. Just go to awakenations.org forward slash equip. Bless you. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day wherever you are in the world. Thanks for tuning in to Kingdom Encounter with Glenn Blakeney. To learn more about us, including how to connect to our kingdom community, please visit our website, awakenations.org. Again, that website address is awakenations.org. If you're enjoying the show, 
please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts so other listeners like you can receive powerful, life-changing teaching. We appreciate that effort, and we hope you'll join us again in the next episode of Kingdom Encounter. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors about bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. As a charge nurse, you can be a confident and dynamic leader who supports the nursing team and guides their patient care. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program equips you with strategies that prepare you to manage the ever-changing realities of healthcare while maintaining focus on family support and patient outcomes. What do you think making a difference in healthcare looks like? GCU offers over 250 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.